Hello, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian, a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. This week, we will be talking about cozy pets, our furry friends that keep us feeling comfortable feeling comfortable throughout life. When life gets us down, Less they're alone. always there to lend a paw. Oh. And joining us today to dive into this very wonderfully cozy topic is Carrie Rosen, a writer on ABC Speechless, a friend, and a former guest on After Smash. Smash. I, I can't even say the name of my own <laughs> former podcast, After Smash. Um, and we're so happy to have her back. Yes, it's good to be you. back. Welcome to All Things Cozy. Thank you. And not only, I should also mention, Carrie is a dog mom to Dexter, who is also the present. Sweetest. I, I've never met a more relaxed dog than Dexter. You've only known him for about 15 minutes. Just wait till you get to know him. He's, he only gets better. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. So we'll, we'll get into Dexter. I think we're going yeah. to get, we're gonna yeah. get a lot more Dexter yeah. details later. I could go on forever. But before we talk about something as cozy as Dexter, mm-hmm. uh, Carrie knows the drill. We first have to <laughs> release our resentments. You know, those things that are clouding our vision, that are making it difficult to talk about the important cozy things that exist in the world. Jillian, would you like to get us started on a resentment that you're feeling this week? Sure. I don't know if it's just this week. It's been a long time brewing. Um, People who don't signal, it sounds like a really old person resentment to have, but it it grinds my gears. I hate it when people don't signal, even if it's just in a neighborhood or something like that, where a stop sign. it just really bothers me. Yeah. Um, it's unsafe. It's um, cavalier. I don't enjoy um, having to guess where people are going to be turning or not turning. It's just such a simple thing. Just hit the blinker. It's not that difficult and such a simple thing to do and people don't do it. it it's just well, maddening. It's, it's so instinctual, too. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how you get driving that long and don't. Yeah, yeah. it seems like a second nature. It should be a habit, and it's not for some people. Well, also, I mean, there are so many times where if the person had had their signal, we could have both made our moves because we're both going in opposite directions, but then we're sitting there like like silly people. Yeah. We could have been moving. I know. It gets me so anxious, too, when I'm in a car and someone's not signaling. I'm just, as I've gotten older, and same similar for you guys, but I'm so anxious riding in the car with someone else. Yeah. I guess it's gotten worse. Like, I'm just getting all these older... I'm habits. just anxious in general now, I feel like, about most yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, so anxious. So the signaling just gets me frenzied. So that's that's your resentment this week. Yeah. Mine is very... Uh, it was Okay, I, I had terrible news that yeah. I learned um, a, a week ago. Starbucks is no longer selling egg and cheddar sandwiches, um, which as a vegetarian is really hard for me because when I go to Starbucks and I want to have a breakfast sandwich, that's the only one that doesn't have meat on it. And they don't offer that option anymore. And so I've been to a couple and at first I thought, you know, you start to rationalize to yourself like, oh, maybe it's just the manager. This manager has, um, you know, a meat agenda. (laughs) And, And so... Maybe other managers in other parts of the country still have the egg and cheddar, but I think it's totally off the menu. And th- what they'll do is they'll take the sausage patty off, but that's not... I can still taste the sausage. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Don't they have... And I'm going to reveal how well I know the Starbucks food menu. Don't <laughs> they have like a spinach... Feta wrap. Feta wrap. Is I, that I, not good? I like that. I like feta. It's that has egg white, right? I love it. Yeah, you don't want I want the, the egg full white. egg. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried the sous vide egg bites? No, I, like I haven't those. tried that. Those are fun. I'm glad that we've problem solved this. So we've worked yeah. around. Here's here's one more. Here's another thing that I found that kind of makes up it for it. You. Yeah, is <laughs> um, is McDonald's has released a a cheese omelet McMuffin, which I love because it's just the mm. egg and cheese and a McMuffin. Because I'm usually always asking for them to remove the Canadian bacon, but you still yeah. have to pay full price for a McMuffin. Mm-hmm. You're really paying for the Canadian bacon, mm-hmm. but I don't want it. I went to a McDonald's as my girlfriend really likes the egg McMuffins, but she's a vegetarian. So 
um, they've refused to at one. What? Yeah, they said no. They Monsters. can't do that. It's not that hard to take it <laughs> off. That's, a, that's the least you could do. Yeah, but so they I, always, I sped off. Nine times out of ten, though, they mess it up, and what will happen is I'll get the Canadian bacon, the egg, and no cheese, which is a monstrosity. I just can't yeah. imagine not having cheese on it. What's the point? Valid resentment. Yeah, so that, that's my resentment this week. Carrie, what is your resentment? Well, I have a cozy thing that segues into a resentment, which is disappointing (laughs) of itself. So I just got new bedding from popular podcast ad Parachute Sheets. (laughs) I was very excited. Like pillows, comforter, duvet, and... The whole deal. And just putting on a duvet cover is so deeply upsetting. I was so excited about new bedding, and I could not get the duvet properly in the duvet cover. You're not alone. And I watched YouTube videos about it. They made it look so easy. Like, all the YouTube videos had two people working on it, and I didn't have someone else there to help me. So mm-hmm. I have this great new bedding, and, like, the pillows are great. And But I just have this big, like, poof of comforter and duvet, and it's just, like, not matching up. We're gonna we're both gonna go over there personally and, and fix that duvet for you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Luckily, my mom is coming mm-hmm. tomorrow, so oh, I, I know moms that's love a perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, the duvet yeah. they got well, that on lock. I know that like my mom will just disappear into the duvet cover with the duvet, and I don't know what she's doing in mm-hmm. there, but it just comes. She emerges and it's done. And I, <laughs> I tried going in there and just like futzing around and I was lost and scared. Is it like the magician's yeah. code? You can't reveal her I secret? Think so. I think also you have to be a mom. Like you go in a duvet, a mom, and you come out with a duvet. That reminds me of a similar problem that I had with my bedding, which is we got these like, we splurged on those really luxurious pillows. They foam, they're memory foam. That's yeah. what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah. They're, they're foam, and but they're huge. Like they're like bulky. Mm-hmm. And so there's no... We were worried buying pillowcases that we'd get some that would fit around it. And then we bought, we bought like extra large king size pillowcases, which I've learned was not a good idea because those are really long. Uh-huh. And so now I have this extra flap of pillowcase. I just don't know what to do with it. Just hanging off the edge. You know, bedding's that. so complicated. It really is. I do highly endorse parachute. It's great. Yeah, Feels they can great. send well, me some stuff. Yeah, well, they need to call us. So yeah. we, we could use some sponsors, so... If anyone from Parachute's listening, yeah, please. Yeah. I mean, I already did the free ad. <laughs> so send us the money. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> they, they, they have an army of people listening to podcasts, and then they're like, oh, okay, someone mentioned us. <laughs> Here's $5. It sounds like we've released our resentments, because we're already... Yeah, we're laughing. Yeah. We're yeah. looking laughing. back on it. We're, we're in, a, in a light, happy mood. It's a sunny day. The birds are chirping. Those resentments are completely gone. Um, so now we can move into... Cozy locations. So these are places that, you know, we're recommending or things that we've experienced in the past because mm-hmm. some guests have um, shared things that don't exist anymore, but which is fine. Any, any cozy place that you like. My location this week is the Hobbit Cafe in Houston, Texas. Ooh. And it is a J.R.R. Tolkien themed mm. uh, restaurant. They have a Hobbit's brunch they, oh. yeah, so it's kind of like, I mean, they have a, I think they have, maybe I'm making this up because I didn't do my research really. I'm going off of memory and it's been maybe five years, but I feel like they have a round door. They should. Any place calling themselves the Hobbit Cafe yeah. should have a round door. But they have like all this like Lord of the Rings paraphernalia in there. It's super cozy. They kind of have like that fake foresty feel going on. Also, uh, it boasts that Woody Harrelson once celebrated a birthday there. So what could be cozier than that? Ah, there so you go. M- my cozy location <laughs> is the Hobbit Cafe in Houston, Texas. Okay. That's a wild card location. Yeah. <laughs> never heard of it. Look I'll, it up. Always, always surprising you. Yeah. Carrie, what is your cozy location this week? When I think of places I really like to go and revisit, this is a like kind of nerd-biased cozy place. The Newseum in Washington, D.C. <gasps> I love that place. Like, it's the perfect combination of, it's a great comprehensive museum. It's like if you have a childlike sensibility like I do, they make it really, it's very interactive. You can mm-hmm. record, like, little movies. And it's, it's I haven't place. been there in years. I've been thinking about going back. It's just a nerd's delight. You really should. I also like the muse- what's it, Museum of Crime. Or yeah. I love that one. The Museum of Crime and Punishment. Yes. They also have a spy museum mm-hmm. where you get like a 
fake identity at the beginning and then they test you on it throughout and that's really fun just like the museums of washington dc they're top notch yeah yeah. you can't you can't beat them yeah I haven't been to the, I, I wish I had been to the museum because I we I lived there for three oh, years yeah, and never did. made it. Oh my god! What a, what a, what a missed <laughs> opportunity! The, the Unabomber's cabin is there oh in the museum. God. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's a cabin inside a building. That's crazy. Yeah, they moved it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty I, small. Remember, I think I took a picture of the crime and punishment of Ted Bundy's car. That's a, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> never forget it. <laughs> This almost sounds like the Museum of Death that they have in Los Angeles, but a much better version. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to say better. I don't want to be judgy like that, but more, more like on the level, I want to say. Is the Museum of Death, though, the one that's like a Scientology thing? My experience there was it was a lot of like serial killer paraphernalia. Oh, the like, one across from Toyota. Yeah. Yeah, and I so, went there once while waiting for my car to be serviced. It's, it's <laughs> kind of gruesome. And they yeah. have like, they're playing like Faces of Death in one room. It, it definitely focuses more on the gore. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big true that. crime person, but Me I like too. to read it. I don't want to see it. Right. Same. Like, I'll read anything about the Manson family. I don't want to see crime scene photos. Yeah, I worry, like, with all the crime scene photos that I saw there, it felt a little bit like like they were glorifying it. Yeah, just a bit, I don't like when yeah. death is glorified. I'm not like a 13-year-old, like, in middle schools, like, you know, <laughs> like, looking yeah. up autopsy photos. Yeah. I, but I do love the tr- true crime and reading about it and, like, being becoming a little encyclopedia on you know, true crime, but great choice. Yeah. We should discuss true crime yes. off mic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh boy. Don't want to show my hand too much here. Yes. Um, so my cozy location is Friendly's. Yes. I don't know if that's mid Midwest. Do they have it there? But they have it on the East Coast. I'm from New York. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Yes, so explain, I'm from Long Island. Friendly's so. to me. I'm from, I'm from Westchester. Okay, there you go. Um, so We're you know what I'm talking here. about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a family style restaurant. I was a big chicken finger fan before I became pescatarian. So I just get the chicken fingers, the French fries, honey top, mustard. Yes, top it off with um, their little ice cream that was shaped like a clown. So it'd have the cone as the little hat and then the little M&Ms as the eyes and the smile. And it was delightful. And you could, you know, draw on their little kids' menu and. Little booze. And there's a surprise underneath the ice cream, and it was always Reese's Pieces or oh, M&M's, yes. but I it still felt like surprise. a surprise. Yes, yeah. yeah. It was a very sweet place. Um, and I think they've been shutting down, or their locations oh. have been getting less available. Less friendly. Yeah. <laughs> They're now the angries. <laughs> um, yeah, but I love that place. I used to go there all the time. Like, a mom would take us to a movie, and before we go to the movie, we'd either get lunch at Friendly's or something like that, so... I feel like I'm co-opting your cozy place because I love Friendly's. My high school friends, I would go there all the time. Yeah. I was there for the great blackout of 2003, oh my God. was it? Jesus Christ. I remember that. Were you stuck yeah. in a Friendly's? Well, it was great because they're like, oh, no, all our ice cream's going to melt. Oh, my and they God. To give it away. Oh, my God. That's like, if you insist. Well, that's the coziest memory I could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just amazing. <laughs> that's like the kind of thing that happens like in a wonderful kids movie. Yeah. yeah. Free ice cream for children. How is that real life? I know. There's, there's, I remember trying to find a place to eat with my family. I'm like, we don't want to sit in the in the dark. But that was a wild yeah, time. Get yourself to a friendlies in yeah. any emergency. Yeah. Wow. Oof. I That's would get the the hunt, the salad that was like in a tortilla bowl, and oh. it was like the chicken strips in it, and then you got oh, to eat. So I love good. anything where afterwards you get to eat the bowl. Yes. Oh, good memories, yeah. good times. Yeah. Thanks for bringing up friendlies. Yeah. Good good place. I would go there now. Yeah. These are some solid locations this week. Yeah. I think we're knocking it out of the park. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us into... I keep forgetting to do the sound effects for that one. So I'm just going to like quickly uh, throw in a fireplace song. These are the, this was supposed to happen with cozy locations. I get so excited about the um, the clear day sound that I totally forget about the crackling fireplace sound. Yeah, it's nice. I feel like I'm depriving our listeners of it. So there's a little taste. All right. So what we're here to discuss are pets. And when you think about cozy, a cozy topic, I truly do not think there's a cozier topic than the pets in our lives. Yeah. And so Carrie um, is a dog mom, and she's brought Dexter with her today. And can you, can you tell us the story of Dexter? Like, paint, paint a picture for our listeners, because, I, I mean, I can say right now he's an adorable dog. Yeah. He's a really good boy. Dexter. Dexter. He's ignoring me. He's, he's just, he's not, oh, there he is. He's, he was sleeping. He doesn't um, care. So 
Dexter looks like a bear. Like, I I did a DNA test for him. <gasps> it was inconclusive. He's such a mutt. Wow. But he's largely chow. I think he has some lab in him. Basically, for anyone who is listening and cannot see him, which would, is just sad. It is, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll put a picture he, on our yeah, Instagram. Yeah. He looks like a fluffy black bear dog. I've had him for just over two years now. I think he is about six. He could be anywhere from maybe four to 12. Oh. I, <laughs> I say six. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, I've always been a dog lover, but I'm not... I'm not someone who freaks out over any dog I see. I love I love the dog person mm-hmm. connection. I was always really close to my family dogs, and then I wanted one of my own. And it was a thing where I was looking at different places, and I just didn't think it was going to happen for me. It was all too stressful. Dog adoption events are very stressful. Yeah, but well, there's a lot of pressure there because yeah. there's so many needy dogs that, that like you, oh, yeah. you don't want to leave anything any dog behind. Yeah. But you still have to pick the one that's yeah. right for you. Well, the way, the way a lot of them work is that they have, like, these dogs are all with foster families, and then they're all brought out to an event once a week. And they're freaking out because it's their only time in the world in a week, and all these people are looking yeah. at them, and they're usually kind of emotionally damaged. And um, But I got him at a place that was just a kind of a pet store, which is a much more chill environment. And yeah, and then I met him, and it was just kind of a magical instant connection. I thought so because he licked my face. Now I see that he just licks anyone's face. <laughs> and it was just like right away. I remember my second day I had him. People were like, oh, like your dog's so great. I was like, I got him yesterday. I'm like, really? Because he was just so immediately comfortable with me. Cause I, and I've become someone now who's very kind of spiritual about, about dogs mm-hmm. and the feeling. And like yeah. knowing that. They get that you rescued them. You guys seem like twin souls. Yeah, we really... He's the, exactly what I want in a dog, which is just like a sentient pillow. <laughs> <laughs> he he really is incredibly chill. Yeah, he's really, really chill. Yeah. He has not made a sound since, uh, yeah. since he's come into this apartment. He barks at certain dogs. So then, of course, I put it on them. Like, that's clearly a bad dog. It's their bad yeah, energy. Their yeah. And a lot of the times it's dogs that haven't been neutered. So, and they oh, emit kind of wow, like a mean about energy. Like mm. yeah. yeah. It's so sweet when he wants, I mean, obviously I don't know him too well, but when he wants to be pet petted, he comes over and he just looks at you and just <laughs> <laughs> gives you the sweet Stares, stare. Yeah. He's not like licking you or pawing at you or barking at you. He's just like, hey, I'm here. Pet Sometimes me. he will nudge your hand onto his head. Which is so polite. This, like if you're not getting his signals, he needs to be a little more yeah. bored. He looks like I, I love how much he looks like the cute bears in the the movie Brave. I feel like he's like he's he's like he's designed by Pixar. Yeah, mm. pretty confident. I call him like bear wolf dog because he kind of prowls like a wolf and he looks like a bear. Mm. And I guess he's also a dog. He's he's a special boy. Yeah. Do you have an especially cozy memory with Dexter? Obviously, the day I rescued him was incredibly special, and then I was stressed about getting him because I knew I had a bunch of travel coming up and they were like, this one, this 10 days you're away isn't going to make a difference in the grand scheme of owning him. But we took a big walk the morning I was leaving for this trip I was taking and we were walking back and I had to go to the bathroom real bad. And so I stopped at a gas station. It was like my first time that I had to tie him up outside somewhere. Mm -hmm. And... I was, I did a really bad job tying him up because I, you know, it's kind of a, now I know how to do it, but you kind of had to learn how, what the best leash trick is to tie your yeah. dog somewhere. But I had to go to the bathroom so bad, so I kind of just like haphazardly hit, like tied him up there and ran in. And the whole time I was in the bathroom, I was freaking out. Like I've only had him for a week. He could easily like shimmy away and yeah. run off. And I was so panicked. And- <laughs> Shimming away would be kind of extra adorable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Slink away. Yeah. Very and, sultry. And I walked out and like through the gas station window, I just saw him smiling at me, waiting with like his big dopey smile. And he just like started wagging his much. tail when he saw me. And that's when I knew that he was like, he knew that he was with me. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I hadn't tied him to anything, he would have patiently waited out there. 
I mean, now he's less patient. Now when I tie him up yeah. inside somewhere, he barks angrily. Tool. And even when I come back out, he keeps barking. Like, what were you thinking? He feels betrayed. <laughs> but then he Stole was just patiently waiting. And he that's when I knew we belonged together. So thank wow. you for giving me. That's a story I tell often and people don't really learn. They're like, why did you tell us this story? I, so I, th- found, it very, I found it very moving. That's exa- that's, no, this is exactly what this podcast is all about. So, that is so Thank you for sharing sweet. it. Yeah. Wow. Jillian, you had a dog growing up, right? I, I had lots of dogs, but I really want to talk about my frog. <laughs> you really threw me for a loop. You have a frog you, now? You a, it's still, I got one that's eight still alive. Can I make Whoa. you talk about your other dog your, or your mom's dog? Oh, oh, you love, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but later, talk about the frog first. Okay, so um, I got this frog named Tad um, when I was eight. It was one of those like frogs that are already fully grown and they just... You send away for it, and they send you in the mail. <laughs> and so I got one of those. His name is Tad, and he's still alive. He's still kicking. Um, I remember he escaped from his tank when I was sleeping one night, and it was like a mad dash around the house for Tad. He had hopped down all down the stairs. He had a two-story house. He hopped down all the stairs, and he made it to the sliding glass doors like he was trying to escape out into the wild, which like, sounds kind of sad, but... Um, he lived, and so I uh, had all night on his little adventure around the house, and it was when I saw him leap up in the water, because look, he looked dead, because he had so much dust on him as he's crawling around the floor and stuff, and I'll never forget him leaping into the air and put that drop of water on him, and he was alive, and he's still alive now. Wait, so how old is he, and what is the life expectancy of frogs? Well, we didn't know that. I guess he's an African-something frog, and they live to be like 30-something plus years so i'm gonna be 28 in september so if i got him when i was eight he's like 20 years <laughs> 20 years so um he's getting into his wild 20s so who knows um, he'll find himself yeah he doesn't rib it as much as he used to um, i think he's given up the mating call no one's coming <laughs> so, sorry. he's, he's kind of like accepted that but he's really sweet. He'll follow your finger around the tank. And I wonder, like, you know how seven, like, one year is seven dog years? I wonder what the frog I equivalent know. is. I know. Yeah, I had a frog obsession. Um, when I was in middle school, I'd have frog pajamas, frog, bet, frog bedding, and it turned into this huge thing where I was in my middle school English class, and the teacher came and was like, oh, you're, you're the frog girl? <laughs> And that's when I had that moment when I was like, okay, got to scale back. <laughs> and also shame on her. Yeah. <laughs> Who says I, that? I want to see a superhero series with <laughs> frog girl. you as frog girl. Anyways, we can talk about my mom's talk now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know the, the, the frog. I mean, it's amazing that like an, an animal that you had that young is yeah. still around. It's like, it's kind of, I guess it'd be, what, what, I guess if you had like a tortoise or... What other, like, a, a parrot might still be kicking around for that yeah, length of but time? but a frog. Cats, I have a friend whose cat just died and was, like, 20. Wow. Yeah, cats can last a while. Yeah. I never heard, that's, that's a record. Oh. Luckily, Dexter's going to live forever, so I yeah. will, ex- I will no experience there. that. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Jillian, okay, your mom's dog, talk about it. Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, I, I'm making her talk about it because Charlie is an adorable you dog as well. We had a connection. We had a connection, and I think... We should also put what I like. What I love about Charlie, not to be superficial, but I, I'm I'm obsessed with um, old dogs that still look like puppies, and he's definitely that. Yeah, he's really uh, sorry. She she's really cute. Um, we got her. Oh God, I don't even remember now. But it's like my mom's dog. Said it was it's supposed to be my dad's gift, um, and she just took it for herself, kind of. Mm. more connected with her and that's something that just kind of happens yeah um so charlie is the most spoiled dog around there um but i was babysitting in baltimore with matt and i still lived in baltimore and matt got to come over and see little charlie and charlie's just really sweet to sleep with she loves little kisses but she can also get a little feisty i think she was a little apprehensive about matt at first and then she she warmed to me eventually. Yes, yeah and so yeah matt was really smitten with charlie yeah. that was very sweet <laughs> She's very cute. Yeah, she's. I think she's just like the adorable factor. Mm-hmm. Like you know, she's one of those dogs that just people you know gush over. But I think she has a little bit of sass and spice in her too. 
I, I like some attitude. Yeah, some yeah. Some personality. Mm-hmm. What? How big is she? What breed? So tiny. It's a. I can never say. I always say like Chihuahua. Like Chihuahua. <laughs> chihu- chihu- Lean chihuahua. into it, Jillian. Just, just bite into the word. Um. So, oh, dachshund, like a little hot dog. Chihuahua. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And so very, 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 very cute and super tiny. Um, and then the sweet, the person, we, um, we got her from, I guess, uh, the dog had a bunch of puppies litter. And um, the son was always hiding Charlie because that was his favorite. <laughs> and so when everyone come to buy a dog, he would, you know, hide Charlie. And I guess that's sad for him. But, you know, it's sweet. That shows like she's really like a special dog, you know. So yeah. pick of the litter. Yeah. I know you're not supposed to buy dogs, but the one time when we were growing up that we went to a breeder to buy our golden retriever was the cutest day of my whole life. Yeah, it's such a nice memory. seeing a lot of puppies all at once. And it's so hard to choose when you're a kid, but I think it sticks out. I remember doing the same thing when I was younger. How do you choose when you have like 30 puppies all running around? Like, how do you pick the one? We picked our childhood dog Simba because she kind of waddled. Like she would oh. kind of like slide around the ground and like, I don't really remember what it was, but it was, that's I just remember it. going the waddle. Yeah. I think that's a good enough <laughs> yeah. reason yeah. for me. I'm yeah. sold. She was, she ended up being the best dog. Yeah. So there you go. There's a tip. Yeah. If you're selecting a puppy, find one with a waddle. Waddle. It'll yeah. pay off. A hilarious, distinctive quality. I, I love dogs, but I never had any growing up. It, we, I, I feel like ultimately my parents didn't really even though they grew up with pets, they never really wanted a pet to yeah. take care of it. And we ended up through chance. Uh, my mom's friend had rescued a cat. It just she had a Chihuahua, this friend, and so the cat and the Chihuahua were not getting along, and the, the Chihuahua was kind of terrorizing this kitten. <laughs> and so maybe after some months of having the the cat, she was like, "Does any will anyone be willing to take this?" Um, and I think maybe at that point we had started warming to the idea of getting a pet and a cat seemed like a more like laid back yeah. starter pet for our family since we didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. So we, we rescued this cat and she, she's a calico. Um, we called her Kit Cat because good name for a cat. she, she looked like, because she always had that orange and my, this is my ration, my, because it's, it sounds like, oh, it's, she's a cat. So it's Kit Cat. But like the rationale for us was that her coat was like if you mashed up a Kit Kat bar, you'd get that orange and brown and I guess he would put some milk on it, the white. (laughs) (laughs) Um so she but she had a lot of problems because she was abandoned when she was so the her her backstory was that she was left out on the street by a farmer in Wisconsin. So she was in a box with two other kittens that they found on the side of the road and the other her siblings died she was the only cat that lived that's awful um she was the cat that lived another <laughs> Harry, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm bringing everything back to harry potter yeah and so uh yeah so she she had like and i think because of the cat the dog issue and, and moving around the different families she had like attachment issue like issues or like she just didn't take to any strangers and so we had some incidents where this is not cozy but she like attacked my friend <laughs> She like he he cornered her. What? But she still like just to get a pet. It's cozy if he she started was, it. What she learned to do is either to grab you with her front um, arms, <laughs> and then kick, or she'd bite. And she Aww. bit bit my friend like pretty badly. <laughs> well, I, th- I think you know when they're scared, they're scared. When they're scared, they're scared. But yeah. she was really it's it's one of the, it's like that annoying thing of like, but she's really sweet with us, and she was she like she she was only the three of us. Did she? give the time of day to and even then it was always on her terms yeah um but what i loved about her was that she was incredibly playful and she was a big cat like she was just massive oh i was imagining something tiny oh no she was huge okay um and i i just feel like most cats are smaller than this cat was which also made her more intimidating when she's attacking you but she lived she lived um for quite a while but she died for quite a while how's that for vague terms (laughs) i don't remember how old she was um, and I had her throughout middle school and high school and she survived my college years and oh. then maybe about, uh, I want to say like four years ago she died. Um, How but long life. she had a long life. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a full life. My mom became a cat person because of that. And so now mm-hmm. she has 
a new cat that's also, she's like smitten with calico. So now she got another calico. <laughs> this one's very tiny. Um, also rescued from, she, so my mom lives in Chicago. And so this cat was found. She had, she had kittens in Franklin Park is where they found this cat. And so because it was, you know, my mom and this cat living together, I thought, Oh, so you found her in Franklin Park. She she would call Frankie. It's like you're Grace and Frankie, and you're you know. Oh, did she go with that? She did. So now she has a cat named Frankie. Is your mom named Grace? She is. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it falls apart there. But uh, so now there's there's Frankie in my life, and then my other pets before that were I had a guinea pig named Midnight. Oh, wait, I had two rats in Baltimore. Two fancy rats. Oh, I do remember them. Yeah, named Winifred and oh, Stalker. Oh my god. It's oh, a after blast Stockford from Channing. the past. Yeah, I remember you. Matt took such good care of these rats. <laughs> All rats deserve good care. I'm not saying that, you know, obviously rats should be treated like kings, but um, Matt really went above and beyond for these rats. He had a lot of um, health issues, right? We just didn't really realize all the issues that come with taking care of rats. They're very intelligent and they yeah. need a lot of stimulation. Um <laughs> And we and one of the rats was a really friendly, but the other rat was really skittish and would bite, and so that was hard because we wanted to like let them roam around, but then they would just get into things. They still have shirts with holes in them because they chewed through stuff like they like, they got Funny. lost in the closet. Um, and then yeah, they, they only lived for like two years, and so uh, one of the, they, they both ended up succumbing to cancer. Every uh, <laughs> <Not very> cozy. <laughs> Uh, right. You know, they just get these massive tumors, and my cousin's a veterinarian, and was like, you know, That's you need convenient. to get them, you need to get them spayed, or else they're going to develop massive tumors. And sure, I mean, and and the procedure to get them spayed was like a hundred dollars each, and I'm like, I bought these rats for fifteen <laughs> bucks. Yeah. No, I'm I sorry, but like I just them. can't. I don't have two hundred dollars to spend on, you know, yeah. spaying these these. God rest their soul. Yeah. So, yeah, they they develop these massive tumors and just uh. Died. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I just I just think that it really showed Matt's loving side. He put a yeah. lot of heart into these rats. Well, the thing is, like, once you get rats, you become that guy with rats, and that's like the one, <laughs> the one major thing I didn't like about it was, you know, it, 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 I feel like it becomes a defining personality trait, and it, they don't have a great rep. Let's be honest. Where did so. you guys get them again? We got them at um, Towson or something? in Petco, I think. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, they were they were selected out of Petco. They were the fancy rats were hard to find. We went to so many different pet stores looking for fancy rats. <laughs> oh. Very popular pet, and and really they are smart and can be really sweet. And we we had one of those, and then the other one was just like it was like we had a wild rat <laughs> taken care of. That's what it felt like. <laughs> a wild rat. Oh, yeah, this rat stuff. Anyway, let's me. go back to talking about dogs and cats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I love, love the name Simba. By the way, for a. Dog. Yeah, you know, it was very subversive because she was a girl. Mm-hmm. And my sister, for some reason, it was very important to her that we, because she happened to know independently, but probably because of the Lion King, that Simba was Swahili for Little Lion. So oh. whenever people would be like, the Lion King, she'd be like, no, <laughs> it's because it's Swahili for Little Lion. <laughs> she <laughs> needed cute. to be unique. But yeah, Simba's a good girl. My mom got a new dog named Lola. Oh, She's that's still cute with too. Us. My mom in Virginia, she's a good girl. You know, I always grew up with family dogs and my mom's dog, but it really, it's different when I never realized I could love a dog more than I loved my family dogs, but (laughs) it's very special when it's, when, when you are the alpha, like he bows to me when I enter, which is nice. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, I think it's it's shown me that I will if I have kids, I will be a very intense mother. I hope they bow to you when you enter. I hope so. Yeah. T- I mean, they will because I'll teach them. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, there's something really special about it. Like when you finally get like your pet, yeah. out of the family context. Yeah, I think that's an exciting time, and it's something I haven't done yet. Yeah, because my partner is allergic to cats. And I feel like we're we're always worried just about like we want to if we get a dog we want to make sure we can give it the, the proper amount of attention, um, and we feel like we're a little too busy for that right now. So a cat would be more ideal for time purposes, but he's allergic, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. not going to happen. I don't know. I think like we've been, I, I feel like we get closer and closer to a conversation about maybe finally getting a dog, but because we we it's just have like a step. lot of it's a big step, but it, we've been having a lot of great experiences with really calm 
easygoing dogs like Dexter. And it's encouraging. Who has not moved an inch since we started no. recording. He He's none, passed yeah. out. <laughs> um, when it's the right time for you to get a dog, you'll just make it work. Because yeah. for years, I was like, maybe I'll get a dog. But my schedule is too rough. But I don't make enough money. But this. <laughs> but like, yeah, when I actually really wanted a dog, I was just like, I'll make it work. And, I, and you know, I, I think it all works out perfectly that you get the exact right dog. But yeah, and I think especially like as a young adult, you know, I'm a single working professional. Like it's it's the perfect midpoint of having a roommate and living alone. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I have another living thing to check in with. Yeah. And it's like that unconditional love. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. He, I know he just sees my soul. Mm-hmm. Which is like sometimes I think about like when I... I'll be naked in front of him. Like, he doesn't see that I'm naked. Like, and when I'm dressed up really fancy, he doesn't see that I'm dressed mm-hmm. up really fancy. He, like, only sees my heart, which I think is beautiful. That's a good, yeah. lovely way of think, looking yeah. at it. Yeah, that is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. That's what, it's just something. That's no what, what I was thinking about what made me feel cozy about him on my way over, and that's it. It's, it's the unconditional mm-hmm. love. I like the, what, what I like about having pets is, like, that something depends on me, and that, like, feeling yeah. of responsibility kind of, it's always helped me to get my life in order a little bit more, like, mm-hmm. Dogs are a good reason to get out and attack yeah. the day. It's definitely interesting because I'm someone who has never cared to know anyone who lives in my building or in mm-hmm. my neighborhood. But he he's a neighborhood celebrity and I'm just kind of with him. And so we have to talk to a lot more people. And like it's interesting seeing who has a narrative about their dog and Dexter. And I'm like, oh, I don't remember who you are. There's... But Blade, they have a whole story concocted. Blade, oh, like Dexter and Sandy like each other. And like, I don't know who Sandy is. I guess it's probably your dog <laughs> like, using my context clues. When he got a haircut a few weeks ago, so many strangers, I thought, were like, I love his haircut. Wow. He's a real... He, also, he got into a big fight with a dog on the street, which is kind of like neighborhood gossip. Really? I mean, I'm not going to say fight because the other dog was totally... There's like this evil dog in our neighborhood, Jax, J-A-X, oh, which is such boy. an on-the-nose name. Right. Yeah. If, if you were writing dog. that, you yeah. would give him that and name. It was like a pit bull, like a spiky collar. Oh. And Jax lives, has a balcony across from our building. So he was always looking down on Dexter oh when we were God. taking our walks and barking and losing his mind. And so I was always nervous about what happened when we would meet on the street and when fi- they finally it happened. And his owner was walking him and couldn't restrain him because Jax was so strong and he lunged after Dexter and attacked him. No. And I, like, I panicked. And Dexter, his collar is a little loose, so Dexter shimmied out of his collar. <laughs> oh, good. And started to run away into the street. And then I screamed. This isn't cozy at all. I screamed. And then he, like, when I screamed, he just ran to me and, dropped on the ground in front of me oh. and like rolled over and exposed his tummy because that's and i and since then whenever i'm scared he does that hmm. like if he gets oh. away from me or i'm nervous like that's his response to my my fear damn you Jax. and so then like Jax's owner was sitting on him and it was horrible and i was like crying and like wow it was really it was tough and then all these people who I felt I'd never met before were coming up to me. Like, I heard what happened with Dexter and Jax. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. But then, and because of it, I mean, and I, I had to do the serious thing. Where it's like, if you don't get that dog under control, I'm calling animal control. Yeah. And That's they, serious. They got him training, and now, now Dexter looks like the dick, because whenever Jax walks by, he fr- flips out. And oh. Jax doesn't care. So Jax is all good now. He's a nice. He he still barks his head off at Dexter whenever he walks by. But I think the what's crazy too is Jax Jax's owners are friends with someone in my building, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, we're really sorry about what happened with Jax, but I hope it's okay. Uh, he's gonna come stay with Tim for a while in your building." What? I was like, "No, yeah." But then Tim in my building was like, "Listen, they don't take." good care of Jax they gotta be a lot stricter and when Tim walks Jax Jax could give a shit about Dexter so and Mm. I think Tim taught Jax's parents some some discipline techniques and now when they're walking Jax is very focused oh good but Uh he still gets he still freaks out from Dexter's balcony there are also some mean dogs 
across from that balcony. So when we walk through, it's all these mean dogs kind of, I think, barking at each other about what a wuss Dexter is. <laughs> like, I feel like they're kind of the bullies and he is like a wimpy yeah, kid. Yeah, from their balconies. Like, yeah. And he's like a wimpy kid who loves his mother, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's get him. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're protecting him from yeah i mean and he's actually he barks a lot when strangers come in the building like i think he'd protect me if it Mm -hmm. came to it and i'm not saying i want to be attacked but i'm interested to see what would happen (laughs) if i were i hope uh, yeah uh, hopefully that will never ever happen yeah i wish there was like a kind of safe way (laughs) to test what i'm thinking about maybe they could get one of those people with those like um those giant suits they use to like like, self-defense classes yeah. yeah I'm going to post a Craigslist ad, like looking for someone to attack me in a safe environment just to see what my dog would do. Yeah. I think, I think you'd get some people with some fetishes. Yeah, yeah I definitely yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So do, do we have any, any final cozy pet memories or thoughts? I loved hearing all these yeah. pet yeah. tales. Yeah. Oh, pet tales. There's so many <laughs> wonderful puns. Yeah. Yeah. Furry friends. I think furry I'm going to call the episode furry friends. I like that. I mean, speaking of fetishes, though, you don't want... I, I, uh, I know, you know, I'll get the clicks. I'll get the downloads. Yeah, so they don't know that's true. Clickbaiting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They'll think like, yeah. oh, this is all about my cozy uh, fetish. fetish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of, it, to be honest, uh, on the scale of fetishes... Like, it's like, probably it's one like, of the cozier it's ones. one of the cozier yeah. ones. They just dress up like mascots. Like, not a big deal. Yeah. And my understanding of it is that I don't, I, I don't know why I'm getting into furries. Anyway. <laughs> what have we done? Let's, let's leave that there. Um... So to, to wrap up, um, every episode we uh, share a celebrity um, that calms us. And, all right, so that's like the new sound effect we're using, which is, okay. So Jillian didn't like the cat purring. Mm-hmm. Which is the, this is the first sound we used for that segment. She said it sounded like a lawnmower. And it's too aggressive. It sounded aggressive. a little like snoring to me. Okay, not cozy in general. And then, so I tried... Celebrities, so like a photo, like press group, like so they're taking lots of photos. Celebrities, but then she's like, that sounds like a, a Xerox. Xerox machine. And then so then, finally, we ha- we have <coughs> this owl sound, which we somehow agreed to. I, I don't. Know. It feels right. It, I'm fine with it. What, what I like about it is it's like who, who uh, yeah. are the oh, celebrities? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who? I like that. Okay. <laughs> Who will it be? Um, and so my cozy or celebrity that calms me this week related to the uh, the topic of of dogs and cats is Bernadette Peters. Oh yeah, big big uh, sh- rescuer, yeah, um, uh, shelter advocate, mm-hmm. yeah. And she um, she runs a charity called Broadway Barks, um, and. That's an organization that is like a, I guess it's an annual big event where a big adoption event. And she's even released a book called Broadway Barks, mm-hmm. I think, where that money goes into funding uh, that program. It's a star studded event where, you know, a lot of um, shelter animals get rescued. And so that's an awesome, cozy thing that Bernadette Peters does for our, our furry friends. And Bernadette Peters herself mm-hmm. is. Okay, maybe she's not the coziest person in the world, but I have very cozy feelings about her because of her work on on the stage and for being um, Ivy's mom in Smash. But again, in that role, not cozy, kind of um, terrible. But herself, like I I really, I I like her vibe and um, cozy just for all of the altruistic things she does for animals. Good reason, yeah. Jillian, who is your celebrity that calms you this week? Kyle Chandler from, he was on Early Edition. Okay. Which I watched when I was younger. He's where you get the newspaper. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> My grandma loved that show. <laughs> well, it's in Chicago, right? It's like, please. Yeah, yeah. The, the newspaper was always out in the door with tomorrow's news. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say of Friday Night Lights. I feel like that's oh. what most people I know, know him I, as cozy I, I don't from. think I've ever seen him. In the, I've never seen Friday Night Lights. Um, but yeah, early edition, I guess lesser known, but, um, he always just plays like a really calming presence. I don't know what his role is on Friday Night Lights, but all the Kyle Chandler roles I've seen have been very calming and apparently he's very altruistic and been married to the same lady for 
very, very long time. She seems like all around decent person. It's sad how comforting I find it when a celebrity is married either to a normal like and or for yeah. a long time. Yeah, she's a normal and for a long time. So yeah. not that Kyle Chandler's like blowing up, you know, he's like this a list celebrity, but um <laughs> it's nice that he's been married for a long time and just chills out and does his early edition and I think he's on Grey's Anatomy at one point, you know. Yeah, he but, blew up. Yeah, this yeah. is that's a solid choice. I like him. I just like seeing him. Carrie, how about okay. you? Who's Mine a celebrity is, that calms you? And I haven't listened to all your episodes, so stop me if anyone's taken this one. Victor Garber. No, you're the first. Excellent. You grabbed the Garber first. Yes. No one is cozier to me than Victor Garber. I find his presence so comforting. His voice is so kind. He's, he has a warm singing voice. And even... Like a lot of times he plays a cold character, but it's I find he has such inherent warmth that it's kind of silly to me when he was mm-hmm. the lecherous professor in Legally Blonde. Didn't mm. buy it. Still still felt warmth to him. Yeah. Um, he, he's played John Wilkes Booth in the Broadway musical Assassins. Still kind of rooted for him. Mm. I don't know. He has, that, he has that old-timey look. And he's just so, he's so, so distinguished, like so kind-sounding. And you really get the sense that he and Jennifer Garner are great friends in real life. He was like the only person at her wedding to Ben. He officiated oh. it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I like that tidbit of him. Yeah. And he has like a very handsome ginger artist husband. I'm really rooting for them. I'm I'm on board. Yes. Love that's, that's Victor a, Garber. That's an excellent choice. I don't I, I I feel like it would have taken me many episodes to finally arrive at Victor Garber. But it's but it was there all along. He's there all yeah. exactly. He's yeah. Solid, 100% cozy, Victor Garber. Like when he, I just saw a film called Titanic on TV the other day. Oh yeah, that little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little indie film. And he was the only person who was doing the right thing all along. Mm-hmm. He really cares about it, getting everyone to safety. He's, he's willing noble. to go down with the ship. He's personally devastated. It's just really, he's a good egg. Yeah. While we've been recording, we've been burning a uh, a candle by... Ashland. It's it's uh, a bilingual candle because it's it's half in French. Mm-hmm. It's scented hayride. Oh, hayride scent. I like that. I got it at Michael's. They were they had they had a sale for three Ashland candles um, for ten dollars. I didn't like the other ones because they were very perfumey, and so for three thirty three, I thought this was yeah. a decent choice. I I like it. I mean, it's harder to smell from over from my p- point of the room, but I can it has a good throw. I think. Yeah, it smells like um to me like pancake or waffle mix before it's cooked. Yeah, it has like a little spice to it and vanilla yes. I think I say a perfect yeah. candle. It smells like vanilla. It smells like it smells like Michaels to me like yeah. itself. Like it has that kind of uh, potpourri vibe. It's still a little. It's still a little more perfumey than I prefer, mm-hmm. and a little bit synthetic s- smelling. I think I think the, the the Ashland candles have this quality of of smelling kind of fakey, and I, and I think this is no exception. Um, but I I think I was just taken in by the ro- romantic uh, label hayride. and the idea of us of a hayride of something smelling like yeah. a hayride, which which actually if you really think about it's it straw, doesn't smell yeah. that good. good. No, it, no, it doesn't <laughs> smell like a hayride, and I'm not upset about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, Carrie? You know, I I feel like maybe my sense of smell isn't great because I couldn't really smell it until I got right up in there, mm. and it, you know, it's it's very inoffensive to me. It's a decent autumnal scent. Yeah. I don't know. What do we? We still haven't. We our rating system for candles has been not very good. Not very good. It's been not clear. We need to we need to have a little cozy conference and figure that out yeah, for sure. But, but typically, what happens is we'll each give a wick if we like it, or half a wick, or no wick. And then we'll do out of however many people are present. So like out of three wicks, how much, what's our rating out of three? Would you give it a wick, a half a wick, or no wick? I give it a wick. A wick? Carrie? Yeah, I'll give it a wick. I'll give it a half wick just because I feel you like... You don't feel like it earned three wicks. I, don't, I, I feel like it's, it's a little bit too perfumey and doesn't, it doesn't taste at, at taste. I'm eating my candles now. It doesn't smell... Mm-hmm as um, complex as some candles that we've enjoyed. So I feel like overall 2.5 out yeah, of 3 wicks. that's reasonable. That's... Can I tell my one candle anecdote? Yes, yes, please. So I, 
have this aunt who one year for Hanukkah gave me and my sister each a mesh shirt, which we were like, okay, like, read the room. We're not really <laughs> yeah. mesh shirt people. And candles that you're supposed to light to find love, like love candles. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, wow. oh, thanks. Like, what a weird gift. That is like, very bizarre. I'm, I'm all <laughs> Finding for love sorcery. in your mess shirts. Sounds and, magical. Yeah, she clearly had a vision of us, like mess shirts, hitting the town, finding love. And then next Hanukkah, I did indeed have a boyfriend. And that year, oh. I I got a money and success candle, and my sister got a second love candle. <gasps> That was my favorite, like, shady gesture that is based so on a candle. shady. Oh, my God. Well, she, did she graduate to the money and... and um, we stopped getting yearly candle. candles at that point. Maybe it got back that we were making kind of assumptions of what she was trying to tell us based on these gifts. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. clear, I feel like, what those gifts were telling yeah, us. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Wow. <laughs> the mesh shirt, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I'm Can't. glad I wasn't a mesh shirt and um, the money success candle. That no, that's yeah. not a great yeah. message. No, that's no. definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's Deadly setting you up for a certain, certain profession. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the oldest one. <laughs> Perhaps. <Yes. laughs> Candles can really play so many roles in, in our lives. Mm. You know, they can deliver um, messages. unwelcome messages from family yeah. members. Yeah. <laughs> they can deliver wonderful scents. Yeah. They can be used to cast spells. Mm. Um, we love candles here and all things cozy, but unfortunately we're running out of time. Yeah. Um, Carrie, if our listeners want to follow up with you, where can they find you on social media? Um, I guess just Twitter at Carrie Rosen. My Instagram's private cause I don't need everyone to see pictures Stay of out my of family and my dog. But, but know? come, come to Twitter. Yes. Carrie's, Carrie's there. Yeah. Yes. And hopefully we'll make a picture of Dexter available somewhere. Yes. Oh yes. We'll, yes. we'll add that to our Instagram. Um, as always, you can uh, follow us on Instagram at All Things Cozy Podcast. We're on Facebook mm-hmm. at All Things Cozy yep. Podcast. Yes, sir. Think, um, thinking about, I was getting caught up in the thought of Dexter. So just we talk. Oh, yeah. Where can we reach Dexter? No. <laughs> what's, it, what's his app? I, at Good Boy. Even, at all. He's such a good boy. At good boy. Shockingly, I have not, like, good. for all of the craziness that I've gone to, the line I won't cross is making him an Instagram page where I talk as him in the first person. Like, There's still time. My mom's picking me up. To, like, I can't do that. Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's really annoying. That. I have called myself as mom, but I will not cross the line of pretending to be him and talking about myself as mom. It's really kind of you to spare. <laughs> There's too many people like yeah. that. Yeah. Keep holding out. Yeah. Um, and also, please be sure to... Uh, rate and review us on iTunes helps other people find the podcast and as always stay stay cozy. cozy